Welcome back to The Scoop on Life. Uh, We are joined today with John Fuller from Focus on the Family. Um, John is the Vice President of the Audio Division and co-host of the daily Focus on the Family radio program. He speaks and writes about family, faith, uh, media, and business. And John and his wife reside in Colorado Springs, and they have six children. So, John, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, Lori. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to join you. Well, um, throughout the Scoop on Life, we have obviously talked about various life issues and caring for life in many stages, from womb to tomb, as we say. Um, But as we've just talked about it over the past few months, we wanted to expand that a little bit and talk about um, other life issues revolving marriage and parenting and family. And so as we think about that and um, are going to talk with John today, we're going to talk about caring for aging parents, um, where once our parents raised and provided for us, many Christians later in life are called to care for their parents as they age. And so, John, we'll just jump right in here, and I would just ask you, first of all, um, does the Bible say anything about caring for aging parents? What does it say, and how do we honor and obey the Lord as we do that? Yeah, certainly we see a theme throughout uh, Scripture, Lauren, where God uh, is working through his people to take care of their parents. But I just go right to the Ten Commandments and I think, well, okay, honor your father and mother. (laughs) That's a fairly clear directive. How do we do that? Well, when when we're kids, we show them respect by obeying them and, and doing what they want. And when we get a little bit older, we kind of separate. And then when we get a little bit older into our 20s, we start to realize, oh, yeah, my parents love me and they were trying their best and we just support them. When they hit, you know, retirement age uh, or they have a, a, you know, a medical condition that brings fragility and they can't be that rock that they were for our entire lives, then we have an opportunity to step in and to honor our father and mother by coming alongside and supporting them as we can, and um, speaking into their lives, taking on burdens. And so, especially as the twilight years come, uh, that becomes a little more clear about how that looks and what that might mean. And it gets messier too, because, um, gee, I have to go visit more because they're out of state, or I have to um, you know, make more things happen here because they're nearby and they need me more and more. Or, as was the case for us, you move mom in to your home. And now we've got an intergenerational home, which used to be the standard, right? I mean, it used to be so common. We've kind of segregated the elderly population off for good reasons, but also I think we've missed some things. And so my, my own experience is you, you, you honor your parents by respecting them, by caring for them, and then when they need you, you do the stuff that they need, including sometimes medical appointments and financial help and maybe even diaper changing. Yeah. Well, and as even just hearing you say that about moving a parent in with you, um, I'm sure people around you may question, you know, your care for your parents. Like how, you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, how do you have an in-law or a parent in with you? Um, Have you seen even personally, or maybe just with other conversations you have had, how, caring for aging, aging parents or whether they live with you or not, um, have you seen how it, it has been or could be a tool for reaching lost friends or evangelizing? Totally. totally. Yeah. I mean, start just with your own family, right? Because 
everybody has a stake in this. Everybody has ideas, but really not everybody's going to do something. And then um, I'll just tell you that my wife, Dina, was reading a, you know, some inspirational missionary book. And she looked at me and she said, I don't, I don't tell many people about Jesus. I said, whoa, whoa, time out. <laughs> we have a son who has some special needs and we have his therapist. His main therapist is Jewish. We're not speaking the name Jesus all the time in front of her, but we are demonstrating a life of faith. And think about the medical providers who come into our home to care for your mom. I mean, are, are they all believers? No, they're walking in and hopefully we're demonstrating that aroma of Christ that Paul talks about in, in Corinthians. We're, we're showing a love, a care, a kindness that maybe they don't see that everywhere else. You know, maybe the next house they're going to, it's really, really tough and emotions are afraid and people are pulling their hair out. Maybe when they walk in here, they see peace and they see acceptance and they see the, the presence of the spirit. So I think it's a, a wonderful thing and the world is watching us. And this is the whole, I love your womb to tomb phrase because this is where the world's watching. Do you really care? Right. I had a colleague who spoke with somebody the other day who, who was like, well, you just care about the baby. And he's like, actually, no, we care about everyone in this equation. We have ministries to dads who are in an unplanned pregnancy and moms who are unexpectedly pregnant. We, we care about the whole realm. And as we step up and care for life across the spectrum, more and more the world is going to say, what's that about? Because that's not what we're about. Right. It's not normal for sure. Um, well, and just thinking about, you know, you caring for your parents, uh, you're a little older than I am. Um, and so my parents are in good health, but I don't have any living grandparents anymore. So it's something I think about, you know, my parents obviously are healthy and, and good uh, physical health. And so I don't really think about it right now, but just to think they're the next generation alive in our family. And so I guess I would ask you, you know, as you started to see those roles with your parents or in-laws begin to change, you know, parenting yeah. us at one point, now we're at the point where we're going to be caring for them. I guess what, um, what did you notice changing about those relationships? What was difficult? What was joyful? Yeah. You know, you speak into that a little bit. Sure. And, and so, um, I am old enough to be your parent, I think, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I've accepted that and embraced it. Our oldest, uh, of the, of the six is 33 and our youngest just turned 18. So we're still, we're still parenting a lot, but it's mostly empty nesting except for my mother-in-law. So my parents live about a thousand miles away. They're 90 and 86 independent. They're in a little condo. Uh, my dad already knows what veterans home he's going to move to when he can't stay there anymore. They've got it all mapped out. And, and so my role is really just to be informed and to know where all the documents are and to know what their wishes are. And we've had those conversations and I'm really fortunate because my, my parents have planned well, they've got everything in place. And really it's just a matter of me knowing what to do when, and then my siblings recognizing that we've all had this conversation and, and so we're all on the same page. Now, when, when we finally need to do something, it might not be so clean. But um, for now, it's a pretty easy situation. Um, Dina, my wife, watched her mom start to decline as her daddy was struggling um, for about seven years. He just was on a downhill slope physically and mentally. And caregiving for seven years really took a lot out of Dina's mom. And then her dad died. And then 
it took another five, six years um, before Dina was visiting her mom down in Texas and realizing she can't keep doing this. She's, she's a shut in. She's basically sitting in her bedroom and she's waiting for people to come by. And there aren't many people coming by. And so let's, let's have the conversation, mom, about selling your house and moving you. Now, you don't move a Texan lightly, okay? That doesn't happen very often. She, a lifelong Texan. So right. let's move you to Colorado, mom. You can, we, we, we found a place a, a mile away from our house. We said, mom, we've got adult kids who will come and see you. I'll come and see you every day. It'll be around people. You'll be able to interact with people and play games and stuff again like you used to. And so her mom agreed. And that was a big deal. How do you coach your parent that it's time to let go of some things? Because we don't want to let go. I mean, who wants to be admitting I can't do this anymore? None of us, especially not somebody that's lived 90 years, right? So we moved her up and it was all pretty good. And it all worked according to plan until COVID. And then she's a, she's a shut-in. And they're, you know, they're bringing her meals and almost sliding them under the door. And I mean, she's just not having contact with people and she's starting to wither. And the, the place worked with Dina and Dina advocated. And finally, she got to visit her on a regular basis. And then her mom broke a hip. And so now she's in rehab, except the rehab place is quarantined. And so she's only getting rehab at 91 for a broken hip a few times a week. Ugh. So this, it, what I'm describing is kind of the swirling black hole of you don't want to go there, but you know, you have to, and, and it, it, it's dark and murky and there's not a clean place. You know, it, it, I use that word a lot clean. It's not clear cut. Um, but Dina stepped up and finally just said, I think we need to move mom in with us. And I was ready for that. Fortunately, we had, we built an addition, a single main level living addition. So all of that to say, the roles, it took years for the roles to start to kind of change. And it went from daughter to friend, a little closer to friend, to advisor, to coach, to support, to every day with you, to now the routines are built around being taking care of her mom. So we get up in the morning, she's on a walk, she comes home. Nine o'clock, there's breakfast. One o'clock, there's lunch. Six o'clock, there's dinner. Eight o'clock, there's bedtime routines. So it's kind of like having a kid again, but you have to be really careful because kids are like, I can do this. And mom is like, I'm just not going to complain. But then we can't help you if we don't know that you're not feeling well. Well, I'll be okay. So I, I know that's a lot, Lauren, but it's um, it's where we've been. And I think it's where a lot of people are kind of a gray area. You, you tiptoe into it. You kind of find yourself going through it and opportunity for us to pray, to hear the Lord and to honor our parents and who they are and what they want. Well, and so to follow up from that, being someone who works, um, you know, around issues revolving marriage and family all the time. And now being in this role that you've been serving, you and your wife have been serving her mom. Um, I guess what encouragement could you give to those who may be caring for aging parents? I, as someone who watched my parents care for aging parents and, and doing it for a long time, 
um, with a grandmother who had dementia and seeing the weariness and the toll that it could take on, on someone, what, I guess, encouragement could you give, or even just practical help as far as reaching out to others, you know, that could you give to someone caring for aging parents? Sure. Yeah. And I, for, for us, this is how it's looked. We are part of a small group and this small group is all about the same life stage. So uh, we're starting to go to weddings for some of the other couples. Um, and some of them have elderly parents a thousand miles away. And, and one of them has a, a mom who alienated a lot of the family by selling her house, didn't get a good deal for it, moved to across the state and, and said, there, now I'm done. And, and she didn't engage the kids at all. So, I mean, those are hard things. Um, we know people who have had family fractures because you're not taking care of mom like you need to. And then I've got a dear friend whose wife flies to North Carolina every month. And she does that because her mom needs her. So the, the encouragement is going to be, there's no cookie cutter template. There's no right answer. John Fuller is not going to tell you, you've got to do this. You've got an opportunity to say, Lord, today, what do you have for me? And how can I best help my parents wherever they're at? Um, how can I best honor them? Um, maybe it's, it, it's for me, it's calling my folks. Um, I call them. They don't call me too often. So I call them. I write them notes. I try to speak to them in their love language. And, and I go up and see them three, four times a year. For others, it's going to be, you got to do this and you're in the trenches. Okay, so back to the small group. Find a small group of people that are in similar circumstances, right? You're not alone. You are not alone in this. So find somebody that is in a similar circumstance that can share ideas and encouragement. Uh, make sure you're filling up your own fuel tank. You can't give if you're burning out. This is the dilemma of the caregiver, right? There's so much to do. I don't have time for me, but that's a losing equation. So you got to remember to be kind of like the adult on the airplane. They do that little spiel. And if the oxygen mask comes dropping down from the ceiling, if you're traveling with a child, put it on you first, then you can help your child. Same concept. You've got to get the oxygen, the fuel, so you can give. So surround yourself with people. Um, make sure you're staying connected to the Lord, connected to, to healthy habits that you're eating, sleeping, uh, exercising well. You've got to do the fundamentals well. And then, um, uh, okay, so my phrase where we're at is, I think, probably applicable. Just be okay with living in the land of unfinished, okay? There's a mound of paperwork in my office here at home. You, you don't see it, but I've got tons of files to my left, and I've got a file cabinet down here, and a lot of it is kid stuff, but a lot of it is mom stuff, and you just got to recognize, if I can get one thing done today, that's good. I don't have to get it all done today. Because I think a lot of us just, you know, we like to check the boxes. We like to say, got it, got it, got it. And then something like this happens. You have an aging parent move in with you. And you, perce you, you perceived rightly that I am part of this equation of caring for Dina's mom, right? When she's gone for a weekend, I pick it up. That's okay. I don't have any problem with that. It's my turn to pay back for... Um, Dina's mom raising a nice daughter that I could marry, right? So um, you got to embrace the land of the unfinished because you'll go nuts if you try to do everything. You got to make time for what's important. And what's important is your parent and whatever it looks like for caring for them. 
just take one thing off your to-do list today and say, I'm going to honor mom and dad. I'm going to care for mom. I'm going to show love to dad in this way. Um, so priorities, priorities is what that's all about. But uh, it's also about my own expectations and my own motivations and my own driving. Well, and I just think about, obviously, I'm not I'm not caring for an aging parent, but I think about even just my husband and I as we navigate life. I was reading a book earlier this week, and it basically said, the, ch- the local church is your lifeline, <laughs> you know, and I see the ways that we have so greatly benefited already, just not even being married, but for a couple of years by plugging into the church, um, being vulnerable with others, letting them speak into our lives, spending time with them. And so I can't, I can only imagine that in a position where you're caring for an aging parent or anything like that, where I could see the temptation to just um, stay home or to rest when you finally have a moment, but being willing, I think to, Plug into other people, as you said, finding that group of people that can support you and encourage you and walk with you. Although hard, I feel like, like that, like that book I was reading said, like, this is your lifeline. Like God has given you the church to support and walk with you. And so plug into it. Yeah. And, and what in life is good and easy? I mean, nothing. (laughs) So, so the other, the other thing I'd say, Lauren, too, is look for the moments. I, I, what I've learned, uh, if I can just share real quick. Dina's mom moves pretty slow. I mean, she's 92, coming off a broken hip and everything. So she moves slow. And um, there's a blessing in that. Um, Her her nickname is Tata, and there's a long story there. But you're you're in the South. You know strange and different uh, (laughs) parent and grandparent nicknames. And my wife has already claimed Mamie is her grandmother name, if we ever have grandkids. But um, Tata comes to the dinner table, and we talk and have dinner and usually Dina and I are done before she's done and she doesn't eat much. But um, the blessing here is that Dina will get up and start cleaning the dishes. And I just chat with Tata about, tell me about the time you met Richard in Dallas and, and, you know, tell me about that seven or eight year gap there, what that was like, because he, he was just coming off of World War II. And so tell us about that. Or tell me about what it was like growing up during the depression in deep east texas or you know i just ask her questions and have her go back remind me about your brother and da, 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 da. so she, I, I try to see if she can go back and kind of grab those memories and just keep her mind active there is a blessing in ta-ta time that i am getting just by a engaging her being involved in her life and memories and pulling that out i think i'm honoring her when i do that and i'm learning it's, it's rich. It's, it wouldn't happen if I was scurrying around always doing. So having to sit in the back patio, having to, do you hear, I still slip into that. Getting to sit on the back patio for an hour without looking at the phone, just enjoying life. That's a gift. That's a real rich gift. I wouldn't get it if I didn't have somebody that needed me in the home. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear you say, well, Thank you so much for your wisdom and just your insight to that. And um, if any of our listeners want to learn more, you can always visit, I'm sure, Focus on the Family. John, you may have something specific that they could check out. Yeah, I would would say go to focusonthefamily.com and uh, slash broadcast and search for the the radio programs. We've done a couple. Uh, I think Michelle Howe and Lisa Anderson did one. We did one with Gary Chapman and Lisa Anderson as well. Um, Very powerful stuff about honoring our older parents, caring for them. And, and how to navigate that territory. So listen, I, I applaud you, Lauren, for grabbing onto that recognition that 
pretty soon you'll be there with your parents. Now, pretty soon could be 20 or 30 years, but at some point in time, we all have to do this. So it's never too early to get resourced up and to find people to support, to start reading about it. And then again, go back to your heart. Is life a gift from God? Is every life an image bearer of God? If so, it's incumbent on us to figure out how to bring honor and respect to that life. In this case, it's a, it's a rich journey, and it's an ability for us to kind of pay back in a good way all that our parents have invested in us. Don't shy away from it. Don't relegate it to somebody else. Do what you can to honor your parents. Well, thank you so much. And we hope uh, if you're listening today that you were encouraged. And John, thank you so much for taking time uh, to join us on the Scoop on Life today. Well, Lauren, thank you. Thank you for your heart. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the opportunity to share a bit about our experiences. And uh, again, resources are at focusonthefamily.com or just call 800-A-FAMILY because we do have counselors if you need to talk to somebody. Uh, You're not alone in this. Reach out and get some help. Thanks, John.